0: This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid.
1: And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby.
0: This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I feel glad I had kids, mostly when I'm away from my kids. Plus, Biz learns the whereabouts of the Illuminati. Teresa didn't complete a triathlon, and we talked to Dr. Kimberly N. Parker about racism and preschools. Woo! It's another one of those titles of a show that doesn't seem to go with a woo. Yeah, I should not be wooing after <laughs> that. Should not be that. wooing. Yeah,
1: after that. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna bring it down. Yeah. Teresa. Yeah.
1: How are you? I'm I'm okay. <gasps> I'm fine. Um, I'm glad I'm here. There aren't any children with me right now. There aren't. Yeah. And like, that's, <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about that today. Yeah. I, I feel like I had this moment where I was on social media. Sure. And I saw a cousin of mine who I love, who is... A- an amazing human and one way in which she's an amazing human is that she's just super athletic she yeah. like, played soccer in college you know like that kind that kind <laughs> like went to college with a soccer, with a soccer... <laughs> type person um and she has I love two... that your
0: definition of athletic is just like is even i mean that is a lot yeah but like i don't know i don't know why that's striking me as hilarious i just love it it's Perfect.
1: I mean like anybody who plays sports like yeah, after high school yeah. or even in high school. Or ever. Or ever. Oh True. <laughs> Anyways, she's great. And I, I and I love her and I'm super happy for her that she completed a triathlon recently. Yeah. She also works full time as a nurse and has two young kids. And Whatever, like, it's it's not even, for me, it wasn't striking me as one of those, like, how do you find the time type things, like, it wasn't like that, (laughs) but what I did notice is, like, for the longest time, like, especially when my kids were babies... I when I would see people I knew who did these amazing feats. Yes. I would think to myself, that is so great for them. Yeah. I have no interest in doing that right now. It's a good <laughs> thing I have no interest in doing that right now because I totally couldn't because right. I have a baby and like my life is crazy and there's no right. way. Right. But that's great because I don't care. I yeah. don't want to be doing that. I'm Yay. doing other stuff. But now something's different a little <laughs> bit. I don't know if it's because like I don't know if it's that, like, Curtis is, like, really a toddler. I mean, he's he's one in three quarters. He is going to be two in three months. Like, he's he's really a toddler. He's really not a baby anymore. My kids are older now. My kids are seven and five. Like, things are just different now. And you talked about last week how, as your kids have gotten older, you're kind of like more in the zone. Yeah, I love parenting kids, not babies. Right. (laughs) And although like there's some things I like more and that are easier now. Yeah. I really love babies. Yeah. And that was like a magical time for me. Yeah. And so that is no longer, and that's fine. I'm not feeling particularly sad about that, but I think. That absorbed me in a way that I'm not being absorbed right now. Like, right now, I feel like I'm just being absorbed by, like, being burnt out on, like, all of the shit that I'm doing for other people day after day after day. Yeah. And, like, seeing that my cousin had done this triathlon, like, my first thought was just, like, what? Yeah. Huh? What? But then what really got to me was – and what really made me realize, like, oh, this is a sign I need a break. Yeah. Is that, like – I, the main thing I could could not stop thinking about was the time yeah. during the race itself. Not the training <laughs> leading up to it, but the time during the race yeah. that she got to spend just by herself <laughs> without her kids. Like, I was like, think of all... Like, that's like hours, hours. of just, like, running, swimming, <laughs> cycling, or whatever. I, I think that's the third one. But, like, yeah, I, I was really focused on that like the time (laughs) she got she got all that such an easy time just that one day (laughs) (laughs) so i think that means something yeah probably and i think i should probably listen to that somehow I I always do you remember I don't know if I ever shared this on the show, but I did have
0: this theory, like after having Katie Bell and becoming aware of other people with young kids and then Ellis. You know, I also on the social media would see people who had just finished a triathlon or a marathon or whatever. And I really was like, my, my, my takeaway was, huh, is this a thing that like moms do to, to get, to, time, get to get out of stuff, like it's the one thing that we feel somehow uh-huh. makes the most sense that we should be allowed to uh-huh. do. Like it's, like, I gotta yeah. go running. Like, sorry, I signed sorry. up for this, I'm so I have training. to train.
1: Training, I have, I have training tomorrow. Yep. all yeah, day, all day. <laughs> I it just
0: seemed like I was like, I don't remember that person ever wanting to run marathons. <laughs> huh. Well. That's a new thing to learn about yourself.
1: Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, know, fine. I, uh, I think I'm just going to not learn anything and just feel look,
0: weird about it. And oh, that's move okay on. too. Yeah. <laughs> that's good too. Just sit in the weirdness. Nice. <laughs> How are you? I am good. We. <laughs> it's just like a weird little story I'm going to share. As I uh, have said, I really like my kids. Okay. They're fun. In many ways. This morning, Katie Bell has in her room, Katie Bell has a map of the United States. Okay? It's like a highlights calendar. Mm -hmm. And she, after breakfast, she announces, I am now going back to my room and I'm going to use yarn to connect all the important and historical locations in the United States so that I can pinpoint where the Illuminati is. Hmm. And then out she goes. And I, the hmm. only thing in my A, I'm pleased that I'm at a place now where I'm like, that's awesome. I don't, to, I don't have to say anything about this. Like, I don't have to ask why. I have no desire to like, why? What is that? I'm just like, that's great. I,
1: <laughs> I don't know where it's come from. I don't know what it's about. But I was just like, yeah. Okay. You then, were, were you, was it? Mo- okay. Cause I, if somebody hot. said to you, would you be like, what? Or what would you do? I would be like, where did you hear about the Illuminati? <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> And what do you think it is? Like, I would oh. really want to know. Oh, but I'm I like, also get the, like, yeah. burnout moment where if somebody has an idea yeah. of something they want to pursue, yeah. it seems relatively harmless. <laughs> like, I would well, let yeah. them go. So it sort of depends when it comes up. I don't think mine was actually like, yeah. Somehow no, I'm doing some... a
0: good job. Okay. <laughs> right. I was like, and then i go it was in. Just weird enough. It was just weird enough uh-huh. that I was like, yeah, all right. Absolutely, my nine year old should be off in her room trying to figure out the pinpoint. And just so everybody knows, it's right on the border of, I think it's Oklahoma and Kentucky. No, Oklahoma and Kansas. Oh, okay. Right there. Pretty sure it's a K and an O. So, whatever those are, that's where the Illuminati's headquarters are. Again, I just was like, yeah, I'm glad I had kids. I like we're about to get weird yeah. up in here. Yeah, which I think ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, which is actually, I think it might be rare to have moments when I'm glad with my decision to have kids when I'm with them, versus how much I love having kids when I'm not)
1: Please, take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are
0: talking about you.
1: Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. This and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly
0: extraordinary.
1: Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, I want
0: to start off with sharing. I'm going to break our our privacy, mm-hmm. uh, our, our, our private communications and share publicly mm-hmm. with everybody a text I received from you
1: uh-huh.
0: earlier uh, this week. She said, <laughs> <laughs> the text from Teresa, just out of the blue, out of nowhere, we weren't talking about anything, we've never talked about this. I'm like, I don't know where I am, somewhere in the house. Of the times you think to yourself, quote, this is going well, actually, or I'm actually really glad I had kids. What percentage of the time are those thoughts happening when your kids are actually not anywhere near you? And then there's this pause, and then there's a new text that says, I'm going to say at least 80% for me. I was like, let's talk about this. This is so true. So I was thinking, like, just kind of, I guess, I guess let's talk a little bit first about, like, Mm -hmm. what that really, what we're saying, Mm -hmm. right? And then it might be fun to list the places, I'm really happy I had kids, Mm -hmm. but they're not around. Yeah. So, like, when you were thinking this, like, what was going
1: on? Uh, well, I think I was having that thought because it was one of Grace's, like, first days at her new school ah. last week. I think it must have been probably her second day because maybe her first day I was a little more, like, Duh. wondering. Yeah. But she had such a great – she had two really great days at school last week, and she's happy to be off there again today. So all is well, and that's <laughs> really amazingly great. But, like, I think I just had this moment where I was at home, and I think – probably Curtis was napping or something. Yeah. And I was just like, do, do, do. Things are fu-. Like, I yeah. was just like in that mood. Like, things are fine. I was like cleaning or something. Yeah. Like, things are really good. And then I just had that thought, like, I haven't like felt this way in a while. What's different? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah. Everybody's kind of like in their place. Yeah. Right now. Right. And I think like for me, it's a combination of... Having the space to even have the opportunity to have that thought. hmm Like. Yep. And that, like, reflection. Yeah. Having time to reflect. But also, which is true, but also I think that when my kids are off to school and I'm taking care of something I need to take care of, mm-hmm. it makes me feel really competent. <laughs> like, <laughs> things are working yeah. the way I originally thought things would work. Yeah. Oh, this is how I imagined so I, it, right? Yeah. yeah, like so. I feel, I feel like I'm a success, right? Because I have these kids. Yeah, they go to school. Yeah, I'm here doing the school, school, thing, and I'm and I also have my job to yeah. do today. Everyone's doing their job, and <laughs> and I don't have somebody like. Yelling. Screaming at you. in my face. Right. Or there's not... several people screaming in my face. Right. You are you are in a place where
0: again, I think the a key that you said was where I feel confident about the thing I'm doing yeah. versus when they're all around. Yeah. And we may not feel the most confident about right. what we're doing. Yes. Or capable yes. of what we're doing. Yes. I, I think that's spot on. Another time for me, the other moment I find it coming out is when they're not around me mm-hmm. but I'm thinking this would be a nice place to be with them. Right. Like yeah. I get yeah. like overwhelmed with the sensation of I love my kids uh-huh. when I'm by myself at an airport. Yep. When I or at a hotel, mm-hmm. like by myself, and I see parents with kids and I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm yeah. glad I have kids. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if they were here too? Yeah. And we'd be at the pool or yeah. we'd be Playing croquet on a lawn or like whatever, (laughs) none of that would be happening. Yeah, look at them all eating at a restaurant together.
1: Or, what would we be chatting about?
0: What would we be chatting about? I'd be
1: buying them a little snack and they'd like that
0: so much. That's right. (laughs) Stephen and I just uh were at Disneyland by ourselves Uh overnight as a little treat for ourselves, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that was, again, one of those things where we you're like, and we actually, because I had been thinking about this conversation, it mm-hmm. did turn into a little bit of a, I'm so glad we yeah. have kids. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But it was sort of like, oh, Ellis would really like this, and yeah. Katie Bell would really like this. And yeah. you know what? Overall, it was a good decision to do this thing, yeah. that we have the kids. Yeah. Or like, like you said, when I'm home by myself yeah. and no one's there yeah. and it's quiet yeah. And it's different than say at night when I go to bed uh-huh. and it's quiet mm. because that's gonna get interrupted. There's a good chance. Yeah. But for that like finite period of time we're there at school or we're there at their wherever they're supposed to be mm-hmm. I know that this is an uninterruptible time. Mm -hmm. Knock on wood. Yeah, because you don't have to worry
1: about getting the call. Oh yeah, (laughs) because no, I do get the calls. Like fucking Stephen and I. Like there was one day where I was like, the
0: first day I kind of settled into everybody being in school, and like Stephen and I were gonna like watch a little TV because he was, you know, in between the job thing. Yeah. uh, And it was like, what's worse is when that fucking call comes thirty minutes before school's about to be out. I'm like, for real. Yeah. For real. Yeah, I don't. It's like an hour. Yeah. Like anyway, but yes. I feel like
1: it's having the space suddenly mm-hmm. to like hear yourself. It is. It's definitely partly that. Yeah. It's definitely partly that. I think also like I I kind of I kind of do have it at night in this one way, which is I feel really productive when I get them all to sleep. Yeah. Like there's something about getting all of them to bed and they're all asleep, and that feels like a big achievement. And, like, (laughs) there was this moment where I realized, like, oh, if I didn't have them, I wouldn't have that, like, feeling every night, like I did something. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I guess it would be something else. Yeah. But it made me feel, like, I think there's also something about having having kids where because there's always – more to do? Forever. More to do forever. <laughs> like when you're in the moment, it can be really kind of like draining and stressful yeah. depending on how you're feeling just because you're you're thinking like what needs to happen next, what yeah. needs to happen next. And when they're not there, it's like you've checked off the box. Like, when they're off at school, I've checked off the box of, like, I got them up that morning. Yeah. I got everyone ready. Everyone looked great. The backpacks got packed. The lunches were made. Yeah, they We made it to school on time. Like, everything. <laughs> like, there's, like, all these kind of, like, points of, igno- yeah. like, points of, like, yay, I did it. Like, cross that off. Yeah. And that's kind of... That's kind of like a nice I think feeling. It's, it's not. I think it's like literally
0: having the time to step back yeah. and acknowledge the work you're doing. Yeah, and that on some level, that feels rewarding as a parent. Yeah. which then taps into. I love my children. I'm right. so glad I had them. Right,
1: because right? you were. Talk- you feel like I'm doing a good job. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing a like, good job. like if they're there, instead of reflecting on the yeah. stuff you've been doing for them, you're thinking about what's what you need next. to be doing right now and what's next. You're yeah. not, like, really patting yourself on the back. Like, that's what maybe we need <laughs> to be doing more, more, is that even if they're there, we can be thinking about... Yeah, as opposed to thinking that, we, that you're crazy when you finally
0: have time by yourself, that you find yourself missing yeah. your kids or being happy that you have kids. We should be seeing that as a good sign. Yes. That, like, if suddenly you're away from your kids yeah. and you're like... Now, those days are fair, too. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if every single time you're away, you're like, I want it like this all the time, you might not feel as good. True. Right? But by saying, oh, kids, because they're not there screaming at you, it's like, maybe that is in itself a nod to it being a good call, to it being a good reflection of you feeling good about the job that you're doing. Yeah. I think that's nice. I do just want to, like briefly talk about you saying that like (laughs) at the beginning when you were like oh this is like when you're home and you're cleaning and the kids are you're doing Mm -hmm. finishing something Mm -hmm. and the kids are at school and you're like this is what I imagined a Mm -hmm. little bit it would be the only thing that came to my mind was the idea of like you know like an implanted memory like a false memory Mm -hmm. that like somebody's like see this is what you're supposed to be doing right and then you're like and then that just gets stripped away yeah. when everybody walks back in the door. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. It's like, did I have the red pill or the blue pill? Like, right. which one am I on right. right now? Right. And that made me laugh. Thinking that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which reality is the real reality? Yeah. I mean, I think it, looking at it another way, like, I think it's just that alone time is so necessary <laughs> to making the whole thing yeah. functional. Like, we literally aren't yes. okay if right. we never get that time away from our kids. Like, it's, um, do you know what I mean? Oh, no, like, this is it. That's, that's how it works. You, this just is more evidence for why we yeah. need to
0: be making the self-care time, the alone time or whatever, be it the bathroom or, yeah. like, commuting time or whatever yeah. and more. Yeah. That that is so important because it gives you the time to step back and reflect. Yeah. As opposed, if you're never getting that time, yeah, and there have been periods where I wasn't getting that time yeah. ever, I was you're not okay. happy. I no. had kids. No, I was like, no. this was a mistake. <laughs> Why would I ruin my life like this? And it, but like only until I started like really getting like, the therapy and really stepping mm-hmm. back and setting the boundaries, am my back into like eh, it's all right? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Audible. Introducing Audible Originals, a new member benefit. Audible members now get two Audible Originals and one audiobook each month. Audible Originals are exclusive audio titles by celebrated storytellers
1: from worlds as diverse as theater, journalism, literature, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. Fill your fall with more stories like... Vacationland by John Hodgman. If you guys haven't read that yet, you should check it out. You can get your first audiobook free and choose two titles from a curated list of Audible originals with a 30-day trial. Visit audible.com badmother or text badmother to 500-500. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what
0: you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius.
1: So we're a little over a week away by the time this comes out, but I did just want to give myself a big pat on the back for DIYing Grace's Halloween costume. Oh yeah. Which was not Easy. No. And which I had to whip up at the last minute because, of course, it was something <laughs> she came up with like two days before Halloween, and which was a headless costume. Mm-hmm. It's the she wanted to be Princess Mombi from Return to Oz. And, you know. I didn't I wasn't I didn't have time to go buy stuff. So yeah. we were working only with what we had in our house. Wow. And we totally did it. Like I don't think if she she hadn't started school, but like her first day of school was the day after Halloween. Yeah. So she hadn't started school the day before Halloween or on Halloween. So we actually had a little extra time to yeah. do it. And I don't think I would have been able no. to do it otherwise. <laughs> But I was like, well, we got to like do something today, you know? Yeah. So we did it. And I I texted Biz because I was like, maybe Biz has done a headless costume yeah. before. Maybe she can help me. And she was like, no. Nope. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I have to use the internet. And I didn't. I just I just did it. I just did it. Guys. No turning back. I just did it. And it turned out really well oh, for like yeah. a. No, it turned out great. Right? It turned out it turned pretty out well. turned out great. And so I was. Yeah, that was a, that was really good. That yeah. was all kind of outside your comfort zone. Yes, it was. Yes. I see you. Thank good you. job. Thank
0: you. Okay, so we were heading off for our trips this weekend. Uh, the kids were going to go somewhere with their grandparents, uh, while Stefan and I did the night at Disneyland. And it's a long drive to their parents' house. It's like an hour and a half or so, two hours depending on traffic, and uh, they were. Everybody was doing. Fine. And then we were probably 20, 30 minutes out to, to the house. And it's starting to ask a lot more of the kids are, oh, are we there? How close are we? How close are we? And when we're, on, when we're out driving like this, what we do, Stefan's got Apple Music. So we each take turns picking a song, no repeats. Mm-hmm. You got to, but everybody goes around in a circle. And so I said, you know what? I think we're 10 songs out. And they were like, okay. And it was like this really, no one asked how much longer. Because we were like, oh, we're at song four. What's that going to be? And then, luckily it timed out where Stefan and I were the last two yeah, before so we got you, there. So I was yeah. like, I'd like to hear Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and Stefan's so right. like, Alice's <laughs> Restaurant. <laughs> like, like the longest yeah. songs known to man. But we pulled but it up worked. at song 10. Because, oh you know, songs God. are anywhere from like two to yeah. Four minutes yeah. on average, yeah. so you can roughly be like, eh, "Yeah, ten's probably about
1: right." Yeah, well, especially when you've got Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody in your and back your, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> American Pie, amazing, in seven minutes. Amazing. So anyway, I just was like, "That was
0: a conceivable form of time." That's so great. Yeah, I felt okay, I felt pretty good. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna need to yeah. try to use that. <laughs> yeah, thanks.
0: Hi Dennis, hi Teresa. So this
1: is a genius. <laughs> I say that skeptically because I just had a Fucking horrible class. I'm in grad school. She just had a really bad class. And, like, how much do I say? It was really triggering. Whatever. it's a fucking shitty class. And what I did was I only have, like, ten minutes. But I went and I got pie. And I got chai, tea. I got pie and chai. And, I yeah, I only have ten minutes. And I thought, that's not enough. But I
2: came to a park. And I'm sitting in the sun.
1: And I have pie and chai. And I'm sitting in the sun. And I feel like a fucking idiot for what happened in my class. But I know that this is a genius what I'm doing. So...
0: Um. Yeah, I don't know. acknowledging myself. Good job, me. It's a genius, <laughs> and I'm sure you are doing your own genius right now. All right. Thanks. Bye. Pie and chai. Pie and chai. First of all, pie is always a genius. Yeah. But I think this is, this is so good because it's about knowing that you hit a place that's no good and you need the like reset. Yeah. Sunshine, pie, chai, sitting outside. Self-care. Self-care. Yeah. Whether you know it or not, you are proving science. Yeah. Like, that is something that can help us a great deal. Yes. Good job. Good job. Taking care of yourself. Yes. Failures.
1: Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. So my new life with Gracie's new school (laughs) involves even more commuting and driving than it did before. And it's fine because it's so worth it, but it's so – like everything – I'm just in the car so much more than I was before – and I'm still figuring out when and how I can caffeinate myself (laughs) (laughs) effectively, (laughs) and so last week there was this day where, I I can't remember how it happened, but it was the afternoon, and I knew I had like four different stops before like getting everyone home and that I wasn't going to have a chance to like stop and get coffee. So I happened to be at the drugstore with Grace picking something up and I was like, oh, they have like bottled cold brew here. Yeah, I get That's weird that they have that here now, but okay, great. I'll just grab a bottle. Yeah. And I was feeling all good. Like I was taking care of myself and I would have that in the car for when I needed it. Yeah. But what I discovered like after driving away was that it wasn't a twist off cap. Oh no. And I couldn't, what? it was, I, uh, I can't, I, if I was a different person, I would like call the company angrily. Yeah. It was so confusing. And <laughs> the, the, like, the actual like design and symbol on the top of the cap had arrows on it that made it look like a twist off cap. What? But it was not a twist off cap. It was it was just not, their logo. It just, yeah, it was just their <laughs> logo. And so I I kept bringing this bottle in with me everywhere I went to the schools where I was picking people up and the appointments that we had, (laughs) the the doctor's appointment that we had. And I kept bringing it in and being like, anyone happen to have like a bottle opener (laughs) with them? Anyone? Anyone on your keychain? Anything? Nobody had one. Oh, my God. No one anywhere had one. Wow. I spent four hours driving around Southern California with this bottle of cold brew sitting next to me, just getting warmer and warmer and warmer. Laughing at you. Until I got home for the, like at dinner time. Yuck.
0: Yes. Wow. It
1: was amazing. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's your, that is the worst.
1: It sucked. That sucked. Yeah. All
0: right. Last week I'm editing the show. And I'm like, oh, this is a fun show. It's good. And I'm getting towards the end. And I can see that I'm doing the, hey, everybody, you're doing a great job, you know, talking to you guys about how hard it is. But I'm watching on the editing software that it's really close to the end of the show. And I'm like, that's weird. Did we? And that's when I realized I did not tell Teresa that she was doing a good job at the end of the show. None of us caught it. No. There was none of. We were just like, hey, everybody doing yeah. great. Don't forget, fucking holidays are here. Yeah. Bye. Yep. <laughs> no support. Yep. And I was like, oh my god, for like five years, yeah. I've been telling Teresa she's doing a good job, and I didn't. Yeah. She didn't even notice. Yeah. Or Hannah, the producer, yeah. or any of you. Oh, all of our fails. We all failed. Yeah. But really, it was me, <laughs> and I am sorry. It's you okay. are going to get so much extra good jobbing at the end of the show. I can't wait.
3: <laughs> oh, do I have a fail? So, this started out as just a normal, boring, everyday mom fail. I was distracted. I was tired. I put the wrong type of soap in the dishwasher. I had a completely predictable result, looked over, bubbles streaming out all over the floor. But it didn't stop there. Because you see, for the past few months, our dishwasher has been on the fridge. And some of the buttons on the front aren't working. And I just thought, oh, that's not a problem. We don't really need to get that fixed. You can start the dishwasher. But it turns out that one of the buttons that is not working is the cancel button, the one that stops the dishwasher. Yeah. So bubbles started streaming out, and I pressed the stop button over and over and over again, mm. and it did not work. So I had to just let the dishwasher run through its entire cycle, <laughs> just putting pans underneath to catch bubbles, bringing out every towel in the house and shoving them down there, oh. and just basically sitting and crying and watching my kitchen floor be completely covered. And there was nothing I could do, nothing I could do to stop it. Y'all are doing a great job. And hey, at least my floor is cleaner now. Bye.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's like why for many of us, the I Love Lucy was not always that funny. It was more <laughs> terrifying and stressful. That is so amazing. It is amazing. You should just taking your kids and rubbed around in there and yeah. get them showered that way. I'm yeah. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I am... Um, so sorry. I am, too. You are doing a horrible job cleaning things. Ugh. You are
1: the greatest mom I've ever known. One Bad Mother is brought to you in part this week by Horse Meets Dog. Horse thinks dog is a tiny baby horse. Dog thinks horse is a very big
0: dog. Only one can be right. Both might be wrong. Which side will you and your family choose in
1: this great debate? <laughs> Find out <laughs> in the new book, Horse Meets Dog, by four time Emmy Award winning writer and Max Fun host, Elliot Kalin. And illustrator, Tim Miller. Available now wherever you buy your books. Teresa, let's
0: call someone today. Hey, this week we are talking to Dr. Kimberly N. Parker, who currently works with pre-service teachers as assistant director of teacher training at the Shady Hills School in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Dr. Parker taught English in public schools for 17 years and served on several committees for NCTE. As a Heinemann Fellow 2016 to 2018, Dr. Parker documented her successful work detracking her ELA classroom for students of color. Her continuing scholarship explores the literacy lives of black youth, particularly those of black boys. She is a co-founder of the hashtag Disrupt Texts and hosts the very popular and amazing blog Single Moms So Far. Welcome, Dr. Parker. Hey, thank you. That was great. It's so nice to be (laughs) here. So nice to have you here before we get into a lot of things that we want to talk about, and sure. we're so thankful you're willing to talk about stuff with us, is who lives in your house?
4: Sure. Who lives in my house? Me, um, the mom. I have a four-year-old, <laughs> a son, and we have a cat. Whoa, so okay. the three of us, that um, is four, that's our unit. <laughs>
0: four years old.
4: We got four-year-olds. How's oh, that going? <laughs> oh, on any given day, it's hard and lovely and wonderful and not.
1: Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Nailed it! Up. I don't think we need to do the podcast anymore because Dr. Parker just kind of like explained it all using right. one They're sentence. They're just
4: like these magical oh, beings that yeah. I don't know. And Daylight Saving Time doesn't make anything better. No,
1: I was literally
0: really thinking doesn't. yesterday when is, is there ever a time this works no. in my favor? No. No. <laughs>
1: Oh. It sucks no. every year. It sucks every year yeah.
0: springing forward yeah. or falling back. Yeah. Both a nightmare.
4: Yeah, cuz they don't sleep in and they don't, and they don't yeah. nothing nothing works. Yeah, <laughs>
0: not, not yet. Yeah.
4: None of it works.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's get in to talking about race and preschools, and in particular, your experience that you've been having. And I want to start, before we get into that a little bit, in your blog, you refer to your son, but instead of spelling it S-O-N, you spell it S-U-N-S. And because that's so prevalent in your writing, I just wanted to ask you uh, the story behind that and why you chose to do that.
4: Sure. Um, I use that spelling, S-U-N and S-U-N-S, because really, he is my whole world. And I think that, um, right, and he's just my universe, essentially. And that, it's not just me. I think a number of parents of color call our boys are sons because they are so important. And it's just, I think there are moments when I feel like there are all kinds of other pressures that aim to just... Um, Sort of snuff that out, yeah. and so it's a really intentional use of it. People ask me about it all the time, and so, but that's what it means: is that he is so important to me, and it's so critical to my life that um, he is my son.
0: I love that. It also yeah. just is like a good. Yeah, it's just a good reminder as well, because I know that as a parent, lots of times I'm like, why are you here? (laughs) Why am I doing this? And to like, we talk about like, put a sticky up that tells you that you're doing a good job or that that you liked Mm -hmm. this or that this was a choice. But like sons, I think like to, to refer to him as your son and to write it that way as well. I think also serves kind of as an anchor. That would serve like as an anchor for me when, yeah. when yeah. I would be spinning out of control. Uh, yeah. s- such a good idea. Good job. I like
4: that. The anchor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it, I love it. That's
0: right. Well, let's, let's get into uh, sure. something you wrote recently on the blog. Uh, recently, you wrote an open letter to black parents whose sons have been pushed out of preschool. And it's about your experience with a preschool that asked your son not to come back after only 31 days. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your experience. Sure. We came into that preschool really after the second one. We had started in
4: September at a a play-based preschool and liked it enough. But what I was really, um, what I was noticing were patterns is that my son would say at the end of the day that he was bad and things had happened. And I would, I will say, right, like he is, He's a four year old at yeah. this moment. And he is he can be very self directed, right? Likes to do his own thing, needs boundaries and limits and all of those other things, and needs to be taught sort of what is acceptable and it's not. And that was a point of tension at that school. So I said maybe we need something that's a little bit more structured.
0: Yeah, that's and good so sure.
4: right, right, yeah. So we then went to another school based on sort of recommendations in the community, this particular preschool, the school that was sort of the lab school of one of the colleges in town. And we started, and it was really sort of within the first few days, I would get reports that he wasn't listening, he was not following directions, he would want to do his own thing. Um, He was essentially getting, I was getting all of these reports and phone calls, and they didn't stop. And I would ask the question, right, what are the expectations? What has led yeah. up to this? What are you trying to do? What can I do? Yeah, right? well, can I, would I always...
1: mirror at home? You know, like we yeah. ask those questions. But also, yeah. like, all of those behaviors that you just yes. timed are age-appropriate yes. yes. for any four-year-old. Yeah, any four-year-old. So, like, I mean, right. what are right. the expectations was, so of the classroom? Yes. Right. Chi- oh, my child possibly... is following directions? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that yes. makes sense. Right. Correct. And
4: I will say, you know, there were moments <laughs> where, like, oh, I, they would call and say, oh, he has pushed a child, or he has done this, or I think, you know, like all of the things that I would say, okay, yeah, not acceptable. What can I do? What can I do? I'm happy to help. Yeah. And then, like, there was a point, like, his teacher left to, to do other training, and then a sub was in the room. Like, there were all of these things that happened that, yeah. you know, transitions, And he is not a child that loves transitions anyway. <laughs> um, again. And so it's yeah, just again, like, that. do right? you know yeah. children? All yeah. of these things. And <laughs> there finally came a point where they were like, oh, yeah, we can do some testing. But before the te- like, the day before the testing or, like, a few days leading up to it, they were like, you know what? This is just not going to work. Right? Like, Ten all of these things are escalating, you're going to essentially have to go. And so I was like, oh, my God, and maybe I should get him tested. And so we have a really fantastic place here called the Judge Baker Children's Center, and they have this sort of, I don't know, they have, like, they're amazing. Yeah. And I went, and they did the test, and they were like, all of this is developmentally appropriate. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with him. (laughs) He is really, like, he's self-directed, yep, boundaries, all of these other things, but there's nothing wrong with him. And that was, so that sort of, like, that was the 31 days. That was, like, the hardest 31 days. And that's really what I talk about And that all of these other structures, too, that sort of, like, there were, there, I think he was the only black boy in his class. Um, there were no black teachers. It was just, like, uh, and I'm not saying that that would have changed things, but maybe it would have changed things. Because yeah, know, just in yeah. the understanding of, you know, again, what is developmentally appropriate? And what are we doing? Like, do you really want us here?
0: Well, because Um, that's, I think that's the, we all, it is development mentally appropriate, most behaviors, you know, especially, well, at any age, in any school setting. And it shouldn't, I mean, here we go. I'm so, you know, let me state the complete obvious and be so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) But but it shouldn't matter. Right. The color of your, like, it shouldn't matter that your son is black or that the other kid's, you know, white that you wouldn't recognize it as socially or developmentally correct, right? right. Like <laughs> I think mean, that's right. it so I I wanna ask you, because I I say that question to myself and I think, well I'd be up all night, forever, thinking about this. And you know, one of the things you share on your blog is you're a single mom. So I I wanna ask you, what kind of community did you have in place to work through some of this? Or did you just you know go crazy
4: well it was like sort of a combination of both so I have um <laughs> right My right, my best friend is an edu- I have you know as an educator you have friends who are educators yeah. so you have a really nice echo chamber and I remember when I would get the emails from the school I would forward them to my friend who's a principal or I'm sorry she runs um she runs schools in New Orleans and I would say does this sound right right like does this Seem like there's a problem. What should I do? And so they were really good. She and others were really good about saying, "This is what you might want to ask the school. This is what you might want to do." Never saying there's a problem. Yeah. I mean, they would call out a problem when they were like, "This is not. This is an unfair response, right? Or something like that." Yeah. And then um, I've had a. Re- I've, I've built it, but I do have a. We have a really strong network of people who are really our created family, and yeah. so. While this was happening, I would say, this is really hard right now. But that took me, I mean, it took a while because there is such shame that is associated with your child going through problems in school. Yeah. But I, I did not, and I was, I've, I've been a teacher, so I didn't understand that until I was like, oh, my God, I have the challenging kid. And wow, like, I don't know how to talk about this. And so I did not for a while. Like, I just sort of took it. And finally, I was like, I don't know what to do. And so yeah. I reached out to my friends and then um, was like, I need a therapist. So I have an amazing therapist. Who I found. Right. Yes. Good job. To that. Good job. Yes. Um, but then also, it's just I would talk to my mom. I would talk to other people because um, it was really lonely at certain points in time. Yeah. Because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like. You know, we have all the pictures on Facebook. Look, he's so happy. He's doing all of these yeah. great things. And meanwhile, he's like, you know, not tearing this classroom down, but he's being really hard. Like, this is a, we're having a really hard time. So these pictures are lies. Right? <laughs> or this is like a good five minute moment before yeah. he then went in and like kicked someone.
0: That's but, what Facebook is. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Lies. <laughs> yes, lies. Beautiful,
4: beautiful lies.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I didn't,
4: um, I didn't really, I didn't, it wasn't that I felt, I didn't feel comfortable, but I was just like, oh my God, this is really hard. And people like, I don't know, right? This is, I just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to publicize this. And so it was only really after I'd gotten a little bit of distance that another friend who has been a dear friend for years said, you should really write about this, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's a good way of working through it because I do think that there's so much trauma associated with it that um, I've only sort of begun to really work. I think I'm on the other side, hopefully. Yeah.
0: But um, it was really difficult. Well, I don't see how you can be on the other side of it on some ways, given that, like, once you have an experience like this, because I feel like and and situations are similar and they're also not similar. And, you know, so I I don't want to lump everything in one. But, like, as a parent, when you are caught between somebody telling you this is – your kid's bad or your right. kid's right. got a problem and you have another group telling you, no, this is all developmentally normal. This is fine. You know, maybe right. something else is going on. Right. How do you not the rest of your life, like, have that question of is this developmentally normal or is something Oh my goodness. S- Always. Systemic Always. happening here. Yeah. That would be like, that's hard. I'm just acknowledging how hard it is again. It is.
4: No, and I appreciate
0: that. It is.
4: (laughs) It is really hard because that's the lens, right? Like, so even if I didn't want that lens, that's my lens now. And that I'm always reading it multiple ways. Like, yes, absolutely.
1: I I also, I think when you're in that spot where the school is telling you one thing and then you're feeling like unsure about that, I think that there is a there is a natural, I mean, just from my experience being in this situation where I have I have one child who's had a really rough time in school and my like initial gut reaction was always, Well, just like just pull her out. Just don't just <laughs> yes. send her. Like yes. I can do this. I'll yeah. I'll do it. Yep. And that is such a not not that homeschool can't work for lots of people like I I think there's amazing things about homeschool but when you're when you feel cornered into homeschool because you feel trapped into that's my only way out of this conflict yeah right it's it's terrifying because it is what you're dealing with is conflict yeah and like your choices are okay do I just go on living with this conflict and oh continuing God. to try to work through this conflict? Yeah. Or can I just make the conflict go away and just take, <laughs> right. it, just take it all on myself? Right. Like, I'll just, just do it myself. I'll,
0: <laughs> it myself. I'll choose B. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. No,
4: I did that, too. I thought about all of those, yeah. like, oh, my yeah. God, what are our options? What are our options? Yeah. And, you know,
0: <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
4: That's exactly what I did.
0: Yeah, there's a great part in that open letter where you're like, and then you find yourself in the middle of the night, googling <laughs> homeschooling, and yeah. googling who yeah. do I call? And I was like... Oh yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. That is right true. because you run yes. all of the scenarios. Yeah, and you all the are scenarios. like
0: And they're completely irrational. But you no, know, but it, like when you're in it, they're completely rational. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not irrational. Years ago, yeah. when I was uh, trying to research, I started researching homeschools for uh, homeschooling to have people come on the show to talk about it. The the article that sent me down the the, you know, rabbit hole of, mm-hmm. of homeschooling was this article uh, by this woman who was like, I'm homeschooling, you know, my kids and I'm African-American. And, I you know, I'd always, you know, oh, homeschooler people, you know, all of my pre-kid, man, people school, different reasons, uh, yeah. awakening. Before that, it was, oh, you're religious. Oh. You know, right. yeah. there's a special need of some kind that they need to do it. But when I read her article about the day she went to school and realized that her kid was being looked at differently than every other kid, right. I was like, whoa. And right. then yeah. I got to learn about all these networks of, like, you know, African-American uh, homeschooling. We've had people on to talk about it. But I was like, wow, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, that, right? You know? Yeah, it makes sense. So I actually kind of want to talk a little bit about, because you're an educator as well as, you know, having this personal experience. I I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about this, what they call the preschool to prison pipeline. Mm -hmm. Okay, That is, you know, multiple studies. Have come out showing that African American boys are more likely to get suspended from preschool. Who the fuck gets suspended from preschool? I just I know, right? This yeah. is right. I want to know. Like,
4: and the infractions are crazy. Yeah. Again, yeah. all developmentally appropriate. Right. Yeah. Everything. That's like, right. It's all developmentally appropriate.
0: Yeah. And so, a new cap analysis of the National Survey of Children's Health shows that Black children are 2.2 times more likely to be suspended or expelled than any other children and while boys represent 51% of the preschool population they receive 82% of the suspensions and expulsions so lots of people may not have heard this this sort of preschool to prison pipeline I can we talk about that
4: yeah well it's sort of you take that data right Um, four and five year olds are being expelled and so then that pushes them further and further out of school and then um, when you're out of school you are denied opportunities, right? Yeah. So you're missing out on all kinds of things, which also might funnel children into special ed classes, might funnel them into lower track classes. Right. And so you're immediately the children are immediately put on a whole different path. And so leading all of that is really the denial of opportunity systemically and racially. Yeah. And that's what happens is that eventually then that funnels them into um, more po- more possibilities of incarceration and policing, all of that. And it's also, I mean, if we think about it as sort of policing, right? Yeah. It's being hyper vigilant about behavior and what they're doing. And then that just follows them sort of through pre K to 12, like, out of pre K to 12, too.
0: Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the assumption that, well, that kid, I need to keep my eye extra on that kid. Right, right, like, right.
4: But it's right. Like, or oh. and also like with movement, it's so interesting about how we people think that movement for black boys is just like not it's not viewed positively mm-hmm. when I I'm in I'm often in spaces with children and they just move around. They move
0: mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah.
4: yeah, all the time. All the time. And so <laughs> thinking about what are the behaviors that we think are OK and which are not. And oftentimes black boys and black children and brown children in general are not given the same freedoms.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is. Go oh, sorry. Well,
1: no, and just I, don't you think just psychologically, you know, these kids are sometimes being conditioned from age mm-hmm. four and five that they are making mistakes, like they're doing something wrong. Yeah, I just oh, feel absolutely. like every time a absolutely. kid gets in trouble, they mm-hmm. they internalize it yeah. so much more than we think. Like yes. they yeah. they're like, oh my That's god, right. why and did I do that? In- you know
4: exactly. And also, what is interesting is that even with with my own child, I observed that like the other children would pick up on that language also. Yeah, so they would, yes, It wouldn't they just be
1: yeah. someone,
4: like a teacher, thinking that he had done something bad or yeah. he was bad, but it would be other children saying, yeah. oh, you're bad, yeah. or you're doing that. And then yep. they internalize that. So yep. his narrative then was that, I'm bad. I'm doing these things that are bad. I'll never be good. And to hear that from like a three and a half, no, four year old, no. it's like that was that was when I was like, okay, we gotta go. Yeah. No, <laughs> gotta, yeah, yeah it makes it you just, wanna burn it all down. Exactly. Yeah. It makes you wanna burn it all down. Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about just real quick and then I'm gonna jump back. But I want okay. I wanna ask about hashtag disrupt text, because you're here and I want to talk about it. <laughs> Tell us about it.
4: Oh, yeah. So Disrupt Text was founded um, by myself and three other women of color. And we are all educators, all English teachers. And what happened was that we wanted to essentially challenge people to do things differently. Like we have all probably grown up on reading To Kill a Mockingbird or other canonical texts. But what we are trying and moving people to do is to then think really seriously about what other, who's missing. Yes. From what we are teaching, and then how can we bring those texts really into classrooms in ways that kids need? Um, how can we use those texts to have discussions about privilege and power and race and racism and difference? And how can we be moved to action and social justice?
0: Yeah. I, it's great. We've talked about that often on the show, just that, like, the it's missing. <laughs> like, there's so yeah, much right? missing. Yes. I mean, even... Even in just the world of of parenting books, apparently, uh, only white women and men can talk about parenting. I know, as we right? Sit here on this show, yes. two white women, but yeah. like it's but at least you were having someone.
4: You, But you are disrupting because you found me, right? You read my blog post. Yeah. You reached out to me. And I think that's – but that's how it happens is that if you don't, then we just keep doing the same well, thing right. we're doing. We right. Have to if you choose know better, we're going to do, do better. Yes, right. That's right.
0: I've said this before, like when we talked about guns, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I – my kids are going to have a different experience. And I know mm-hmm. it because yep. they're white. I yep. mean, they are the whitest two kids. <laughs> 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 <They are. laughs> White. <laughs> uh, so I. so I, I know that their experience is different going in than people of color. And, you know, as a result of the things that I've, I've gotten to read, because I've gone out looking when I've realized so much is missing, is that, you know, when I'm in the schools, volunteering and working, you know, I'm trying to be super more aware and just, mm-hmm. and just present. And I, I was wondering if you could maybe talk to us about ways we can be allies as parents, as well as ways we can be allies and aware as, you know, people who who work in schools. And, you know, I always want to say, it is not your job to tell me how to be a nice person. But you are an educator and you have spent time working with this particular topic.
4: Yeah, (laughs) sure. Okay, I'm happy to help then. (laughs) Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Well, since you (laughs) asked. I think the first thing is that um, parents can be really aware of the school their school's data, and I think you can get that through sort of the state report cards or the city report cards, but looking really closely at the expulsion data and the suspension mm-hmm. data, like who's being suspended, who's being expelled, and then having conversations. Really knowing that white parents have lots of a social cachet, and they can have community discussions or discussions with administrators that then starts to question what's going on. I think too, just in terms of, and that also can apply to preschool because I think some of that data is also available, making sure too that um, all children have diverse texts represented in their classrooms. I've still been in spaces where there's just one particular type of experience represented in books. And, That's the thing. Like if we, I think that teachers, some sort of data said that preschool teachers already have like all kinds of implicit bias about black children. And so if this is happening between three and four-year-olds, what can we do to then think about implicit bias? And I think one really sort of concrete way is to think about the text and representation in our classroom. I think about these, um, those charts, right? Teachers have charts everywhere. Who's on the charts? Are they all white children? Right how are we How are we um, embracing inclusive diversity, really, and right. then what can we do? Those are just easy fixes yeah that don't require a lot of time, right that people can do. I would think sort of on a personal note, and I've been living this myself now, yeah. is that um, I have a little grace, I give a little grace to myself and to other people when I see kids who might be that might be considered challenging yeah. And I say, you know what, and I just, I have more empathy because now it's me. And so I just try to make a point to see them and to know that we're all trying because I will tell you there were plenty of times where I just wanted someone like someone in my kid's class to be like, hey, I know you're going through it, right? Like, hey, I see you. I know you're doing the best you can. But then at the same note, when people disappear, to sort of send them a note and say, um, I know this may be that like, you're having a hard time or something, but I just wanted to say hello. And I'm doing that to someone in my current school who left for whatever reason. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do what I wish someone had done for me because people just disappear. And Damn. Yeah, you're right. this, there are these huge gaps that we could just fill with a simple email or a text or something. We just can't let people disappear.
0: I am so grateful. We are so grateful that that you were willing to share your experience oh, and sure, that sure. you're and thank you for doing all the work that you're doing uh, being, you know, active in in helping the, the all you. of us. So
4: I think that's what you have to do, right? You all are yeah. doing it too. Like, this is the work. And yeah. so this is where the work finds me. And yeah, I well, will do the work.
0: I exactly. I will do the work, and if you need a break, I will do the work for you. And if you need a break, you can. If I need a break, there'll be somebody there to help me do the work. Yeah, so right. Yeah, I, right? Here we go. Yeah, I, I just. You're doing such a good yeah, job. Yeah, oh, like, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. As a mom of a kid who who was a biter, uh, <laughs> like you know, I understand more. It's you know. And exactly. Now, now I just want to be like your child is perfect. <laughs> what is wrong with everybody? Obviously, that child is a genius. So you're you're doing a great job. And thank you so much for joining us. We'll make sure everybody can find Single Moms so far, as well as more about the hashtag Disrupt Text. I think that's such a great hashtag for that. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We will uh, hopefully talk again soon. And if not, just read you. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Here
3: I go. waves and a message. Pick up the...
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager and, and I, I was, was two. two. Butts, 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 butts. No.
3: <laughs> yeah, Mark. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, what's up, ma'am? Um, so I'm at this mafia restaurant. What? I'm going to go in and ask these guys what they think the best pasta shape is. Mark, they're probably eating. It's... I have a hunch that it's probably ravioli, but, I mean, you know what? That's a good idea. Whatever they're eating, I'll just take a look in their bowls Why don't see you see what they have. Maybe... There's supposed to be a big meeting there today. Can you see it from the street? That sounds really dangerous. I'm just going to go inside and ask. Don't don't bother them. They're probably eating, you know. Look, I'm not threatened by them. How about we tell them what the best pasta is on our podcast? We got this with Mark and Hal. Oh, that's a great idea. My God. Tuesdays. At nine on maximumfun.org.
0: Hey,
3: I love that show.
0: I love Dr. Parker. I want to go have a coffee with her. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. How gracious. Yeah. And generous. Yeah.
1: To talk about this experience. This like really hard Hard, thing that is kind of like really recent. (laughs) Really recent. And fresh. fresh. Fucking infuriating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Again. Yeah. Burn it all down. (laughs) I I can't
0: see it. I don't don't understand why we haven't done that. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. And again, I I am so uh, thankful because it just allows us to, again, it's easy enough to walk into your classroom and see what's being represented on the wall and on the bookshelves. That is an easy thing we can do. Mm -hmm. Easy, easy peasy. And not just, and we've talked about this before, and not just with race, but like with LGBTQ, I mean, like all of it, like what's Mm -hmm. being represented. You know, what do you see in your house that is not, you don't see at the school? Or if you see everything that's in your house (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the wall, that's a good flag, too. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you should see some other things. Yes. You know, and that's fine. That was great. But you know what also was great? Listening to a mom have a breakdown. This is just a rant. I
2: am, it's my birthday. And two of my kids were sick uh, and up all night. One of them throwing up and the other one coughing. So they're sick with different things. So that might cycle around through all of us (laughs) (laughs) before this is done. Um, But, you know, that's um, not... Doesn't say adult birthday, um, or not even adult birthday, prepared birthday. (laughs) I don't know what else does. (laughs) Caring for two sick kids all day. Um, but now, I mean, it sucks that my daughter is not feeling good, but we, my husband and I had a trip planned for this weekend for my birthday and our anniversary. And my parents were going to take care of our kids. But now that my daughter's sick, they didn't, they don't want to take care of my kids cuz i don't blame them so like i have this non-refundable trip and i just i just wanted like this one thing like it was like can i have one weekend where i can be selfish and like have everything the way that i want it like the people that i want with me and but you know it's like of course not <laughs> I mean, I still feel really entitled to it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, not, it's nobody's fault. None of this is anybody's fault. That's what sucks. It just sucks. I can't blame anyone except maybe like sick germs, and that's not even satisfying. So just <sighs>
3: thanks for the show. Bye.
0: It does suck. Oh, my God.
1: It sucks. Horrible. Bad. Horrible.
0: And I, you know what? I, there was a lot there, but one of the things that I really appreciated was where she was saying, there's nobody to blame Mm -hmm. because you know what you want to do? I would want to blame the shit out of everybody. You want to have some, you know what? I think that's something we don't ever talk about. So much of the things that like happen parenting wise are out of our control. Mm -hmm. No one's to blame. So then where does our anger go? Like, mm-hmm. where do we have a place? I'm not saying we should all go around, like, blaming people when they, good. But, like, mm-hmm. there's really no place for that to go. Mm-hmm. You can't be mad at it, your partner or yourself. You can't be mad at your kids. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of—I don't think we acknowledge that then where does that go? I mean, we can say all day long, it's no one's fault, so mm-hmm. I know that I have to let it go. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What? How does that? How does that feel to just be angry? Yeah. Like just be angry yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually
0: when you're angry, you want to go yeah. point it at somebody.
1: Yeah. And it sucks when you can't.
0: And I so you're just kind of left being like, so am I supposed to be angry? Like what? Well, that's mm-hmm. awful. Birthday anniversary trip. That's non-refundable. Non-refundable. It hurts. This is where I think it there really should be a hurts. parenting clause in all. Yeah. All contracts. Yeah. You know, that like my kids got sick. That's, and you know, you're all probably going to get it. That's also not fun. Right. Happy birthday. I just think this is one of those things that no one sees. Yeah. No one sees this. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. You are entitled to want this. Yes. And it's okay. Yeah. And it's okay to be angry and disappointed. And I... You are doing... You're doing a remarkable job. You really are. I mean it. Yeah. You are. sound a lot nicer than I would probably carry that around like a lump of coal until <laughs> it <laughs> shot out like an anger diamond like a month from now at everything that I love. <laughs> you are remarkable. Yeah. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned that... Being away from our children can remind us how much we want to be around our children. <laughs> Maybe we need the silence to appreciate the chaos. Mm-hmm. Right? Actually, I do think there's something about when we're not with our kids, consciously or not, we are st- our brain is stepping back for a second, mm-hmm. and we're able to appreciate, to recognize to pat ourselves on the back or just to enjoy a mo- sometimes like when it's clearer I feel like those are the times where a good memory pops up of my kids mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to being surrounded by chaos where I'm like everything's bad. I think we learned that. I think or, so too. Or maybe we didn't learn anything. That's also okay. <laughs> maybe we need to run triathlons so that we can have more time to think about how much we love our kids. Mm-hmm. We also learned that it is each and every one of our responsibility to look out for each other and to just pay attention. Just all we're doing is opening our eyes. Don't beat yourself up if you didn't see something (laughs) like up to date you know what i mean like in terms of maybe how kids are being treated in a classroom or maybe maybe you didn't notice that there was anything missing from the walls that might be more inclusive right like don't kill yourself just realize oh now i see it and now i can take an action on that yeah and that's great and i can reach out to that parent who i see struggling it's just like the people crying and target
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're also entitled as a parent to be having a breakdown at school and to be recognized for that breakdown. Mm-hmm. Okay? We just don't know what everybody's experience is on that particular day. Yeah. So let's all just eyes open. Eyes open. Smile on the face. You're all doing a remarkable job. This is an incredibly difficult. I'll just say holidays. That's happening soon. That's always a lot of fun when we send our kids. Is that sarcastic that or both, not? I both. It's know. a little of both. School. A lot goes on in schools. Yeah. A lot is brought up for all of us in on many different <sighs> levels, and you're all doing a really good job navigating it. So I, you know, I don't want you to have an alone moment to be told that you're doing a good job, and it's great that you have kids. I'm going to tell you right now, I see you.
1: You are a success. <laughs> 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 Teresa. Yes. I will Lay nev- it on me. I will
0: never fail you again. <laughs> you are doing such, you really are doing a remarkable job. You have done navigating with grace through the whole school thing. That is I see you. That was a shit ton of work. And you Thank did a you. great job. Thanks, booze. you're also doing a good job with Oscar and Curtis. I mean, like, you are just nailing it. And you're wearing a shirt
1: that I love that I've never seen before. It's an It's It shirt. The San Francisco treat.
0: There's a giant ice cream sandwich just right there. And I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> it is my favorite new shirt. You are doing a great job. Thanks, Viz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to load down, Mama Blues. I got to load down, Mama Blues. Got
3: to load down, Mama Blue. Low down, Mama Blues.
0: We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and
1: press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate.
2: Well, daddy... Bustin' by, it's not low down, mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, it's not low down, mama blue. Yeah.
3: Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
2: Listener supported.